This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be doing a full sports recap, including week two of the NFL, and we'll be talking about fruit. going to jump straight in to food court files all rise it's time for the food court files spooky couple things on the docket this week um we're gonna start off with a a, we're gonna do another list and this is not our traditional list i don't even know how this got in here was sarah writing the episode this week is that how this one got in there no, I actually wrote it. You know, I've always been a big fruit guy. So this, this I've always good called you a big fruit. You have. Emphasis on big. So I think that it's just something, you know, maybe we can mix in some non-bad eating people to listen to the show, you know, <laughs> get a little, expand the audience a little bit. And let's talk about fruit, Zach. So I think we're going to do a top three this week. And Zach's going to start us off with his top three fruit of all time. All right. um, We did decide on some ground rules that it needs to be traditional fruit in that it may or may not be in a fruit salad. Uh, Avocado did not count, although technically it is a fruit. That's the only fruit that we canceled out. Was tomatoes on the board? That's technically a fruit. Tomatoes fair game. Okay, I did not pick a tomato in mine. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with my number one fruit. Ooh, he's going from the top. No, I'll go backwards. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go with my number three, and we're going to go boysenberry. Okay. I don't know for sure that I've eaten a boys, boysenberry by itself, but it is uh, the ingredient in almost all of my favorite desserts and jams. And uh, when we go to Knott's Berry Farm in a couple weeks, and some sort of margarita as well. So I love me some boysenberry. Boysenberry jam is the best type that exists. And it might be part of my favorite pie as well. So boysenberry, number three for me. Is that surprising at all? It's a little bit surprising. I think that's going to be an underdog pick right there. A lot of people are going to be questioning that choice. But, I mean, looking at you right now, you've made a lot of bad food choices in your day. So let's just move on to number two, big dog. Is it that surprising that I picked one that is in pie? No, not at all. Okay. That's what I wanted to make sure that we weren't getting too healthy. All right, number two is a is grapes but a very specific version of grapes, and those are cotton candy grapes. Have you had those before? I haven't, but they sound amazing. They somehow managed to make grapes taste like cotton candy, exactly as advertised. Did not think that that could happen. I don't know how they're doing it, where these scientists are coming from. I don't know why they're not working on COVID, but they're working on, they're working on making grapes taste like cotton candy, and I'm on board. They need to start making fruit taste like more fair food. We need to start having apples taste like corn dogs or bananas tasting like deep fried Oreos. Get on it, scientists. Or you just eat a deep fried Oreo and just call it a banana. 
That's true. I could do that. There's no rules against that, I don't think. All right. Well, I'm going to go for my number one like- fruit. And that is watermelon. That's my number one fruit. Wow. Again, another one where they're, I don't know what these scientists are doing, but get the seeds out of the watermelon. I don't know how they do it. In Japan, they man- managed to make the watermelon square. I don't know where these scientists are coming up from, but watermelon just makes me think of summer and barbecues outside with like corn and ribs. I just mm. love watermelon. And it's yeah, a great I, flavored Jolly Rancher. I think too, it like takes on the shape of your body too. So I think that's key to why you probably like watermelon. It's like looking in the mirror. Because it's the fattest of the fruits. Without a doubt. Yep. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my list? Did we my top three? Did we have any matching pairs on our no. list? You didn't pick cotton candy grapes, even though you didn't know they existed? I have three fruit that you didn't have. Wow, okay. All right, now we're going to get to a real list by a guy who's actually actually tried a fruit. We're going to go with my top three fruit list. We're going to start from the bottom, and then we'll be here. We're going to go number three. We have the old banana. Love them for breakfast. On the go, decently filling. But the thing that loses points and why it's not higher on my list it's the worst runt flavor there is. I know Zach really that might likes. be the worst take that you've ever had. Banana runt is the best runt. The rest of them are uneatable. No, no one eats the banana runts but you. I'm sorry. Let's we'll do a poll this week on social to see. All right, banana bread. So my list, I make sure they have good taste and good versatility. So the banana, we're going to put in banana bread. is one of my favorite breads out there. Sourdough, no, shut the door. I got the banana coming in. Banana pudding, it's the best pudding besides chocolate or a snack pack. And you got to throw in a little Nilly wafers in there. That's what makes it real healthy. You really taste the fruit. And then banana split, do I need to say more? No, it doesn't just have to be Sunday for you to throw a banana into some ice cream. So that's why the banana takes the number three spot on my list. Now we're gonna move up to number two and we're gonna go with the strawberry or as I like to call it, the berry, not the Barry Bonds or the Barry Sanders who are both top of their sports, but this berry just dominates the fruit game. I think it's the best tasting fruit. It's small, but it packs a good punch. You can do a little strawberry shortcake. You can do strawberry jelly or jam, which is a really good jam. I know Zach's favorite. Um, And at Jamba, we got a little strawberries wild because if I'm not going wild with my fruit, I don't really know what I'm doing with my fruit. So that's my three and my two. There's some fruit that didn't make the list I'd like to talk about. Shout out to my other fruit friends. We got the grape, the watermelon, which is, you know, about an eighth of the spivey special over there actually a little bit higher depending who's making it we got the cantaloupe we got the raspberry the blackberry the blueberry and zach's favorite there has to be boys in his berry so i'm gonna leave those off my list i'm gonna let zach play with those out on the playground so number one i'm gonna go with the most versatile fruit some people don't even know it's a fruit but Where I'm from, they call it the Swiss Army knife of fruits, and that's the tomato. So with the tomato, what can you do? I don't know. Be its friend? No. I'm going to make ketchup. Beautiful. Pizza sauce. Beautiful. I'm going to slice it. I'm going to put it on a burger. 
beautiful. You know, pico de gallo, what do I need? Oh, how about a tomato? You know, I got a grilled cheese sandwich over here. What am I going to get? Tomato soup. Perfect. Also, I think the number one reason why I got the number one spot, projectile. You're not funny. Here comes a tomato. Dice it, slice it, mash it, throw it. Doesn't matter what you do with it. The tomato, number one. On anyone's fruit list, it should be because the avocado obviously isn't a choice. So shout out to you, Mr. Tomato Head. You're my boy, Bloom. So what was the point of not having avocado on the list if you're just going to pick tomato? Tomato's a fruit. So is an avocado. Yeah, but avocado would have been number one on both of ours. So we're giving every other fruit a chance. But you still picked one that people think are vegetables. Well, that's people's fault. Why don't you just pick pumpkin? You make jack-o'-lanterns out of it? You make pumpkin pie out of it? But I don't like pumpkin pie. (laughs) And I'm a terrible carver. You know my artistic (laughs) abilities are limited. (laughs) Right, and there's something else that Zach wanted to talk about. McDonald's, I mean, we already blew up Taco Bell last week, so we might as well throw McDonald's under the bus, too. If if 2020 could not get worse, Taco Bell is just setting some sort of weird trend. You know what? It might have been McDonald's because they did this under the radar. I, I don't know who's running Taco Bell again and who who's ever doing their press is doing a bad job. Hey, we're going to announce all these foods we're taking away and we're going to ruin everyone's day. McDonald's is just like, "You know what? You remember how we brought back breakfast and everyone celebrated? Yeah, we're just going to take it away and not say anything about it." You trying now to get this- a sausage McMuffin at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon? Not on my watch. Get there by 10:30. See, my issue with that is been in the McDonald's drive through pretty often is the signage, you know, because, you know, they got breakfast on one side and they got lunch on the other. So, I mean, only one of them is going to be showing. So usually people are going to order what's on the signage anyways. Not a lot of people know that you could get breakfast all day long there for the past year or so. Everyone knows that. Were you not paying attention to television or McDonald's? You don't tell me you don't know what McDonald's is. You know the hotcakes are probably the number one underrated thing on their breakfast menu. Yeah, don't tell me you weren't getting three o'clock in the afternoon hotcakes for the past year. That's my nickname in high school, hotcakes. <laughs> Call them old Mr. Three O'Clock Hotcakes. Love it. I don't know what is going on right now. 2020 is just ruining everything. I would order right now a Big Mac with a hash brown on the side instead of fries. I think that should be possible. Put it on top. Why would you not want a hash brown? Put it on the tab. Yeah, sometimes you just want an egg McMuffin at 9 o'clock at night. Why wouldn't you? I don't care that they don't like to make it after 10.30. That's their problem. I don't think it's really that difficult. I've never worked at a McDonald's. But I think you can just use the same microwave and heat them up. Maybe it's like when you microwave the filet of fish, it just kind of stinks up the whole restaurant. It's that weird ham on the egg McMuffin that makes the whole place smell when you put it in the microwave. Freaking ham. That's probably fair. Well, (laughs) there's our PSA for the day. McDonald's is no longer serving breakfast all day. There'll be a memorial this weekend at 2 o'clock. Zach will be the only one there. I'll be the only one. Well, he might bring three o'clock hotcakes, but we'll see. 
I'm going to make my own hash browns and I'm going to bring them to McDonald's. You do make a mean hash brown. I'm pretty good at taking the frozen hash brown and putting it in the air fryer. Hitting go. Go show me. It's your birthday. All right. And do we have anything else? Any other food related stuff? Any new restaurants that you've discovered? Uh, no, not yet. We're going to, uh, Sarah and I, our fifth year anniversary is tomorrow or today, depending on when we launch this. So we are going to go to the the place, like I'm pretty sure you and Heather went to. Very good Italian place. We're very excited about it. Everyone's saying that it's top shelf and we're ready to go up what there. What day of the week are you going? Saturday. Ooh, they got lasagna on Saturdays. You got spaghetti. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you'll get is spaghetti and meatballs and or something. blankets. Yep. Mom and dad are actually going to Paul Can I get, um, night. Can I just get noodles and extra meatballs and can I get ranch? Well, is that what you're going to say? I'm going to be wearing my suit. It's going to be all fancy. What if you get ranch on your suit? It'll blend right in. Is it a ranch color suit? <laughs> <laughs> we could, we call that a dipper, baby. I'm getting fries on the way home. Does it have the Hidden Valley logo on the back? Yeah, all my like ranch is hidden. Driver. I got ranch hidden in every valley, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for Food Court Files. We'll take a quick break and come back with Sports Jog. Today's podcast is presented by Podco. Podco is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently just joined as members, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. Sports Jog with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, we are back with Sports Jog. This is the craziest time of the year, and I'm after all the months of nothing because of COVID, it's finally paying off. This is going to be like the craziest weekend of sports that I could ever imagine. We've got the U.S. Open. We've got the Western and Eastern Conference Finals in basketball. We've got football. We've got baseball playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks. This is just it's insane, and I love every minute of it. Don't forget the Stanley Cup Finals start tomorrow, too. Oh, is that, are they still doing that? Yeah, they're ice triple axelon. Are the Montes playing against the, mm-hmm. the Flying Vs? Stars Ooh, Lightning. Stars oh, Lightning, baby. Yeah. Texas and Tampa Bay, that's what I think of when I think about hockey. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I think Tampa and five, but that's just me. Energy drink bet? Sure. You want to take the stars? Yeah, sure. I'll take the ones. All right. Energy drink bag. I got the light. Like uh, Carl's Jr. Nuggets stars. I'll take it. All right. Let's get into football. Um, Last week, um, we both went one and one. Um, I got my lock. You did not get your lock. You got your upset pick. I didn't get my upset pick. So based on the point system that we made up like 30 minutes ago, Zach is leading the football pick um, two to one this year. It's not that surprising. I know a lot about football. 
I'm kind of shaped like a football. Yeah, I beat you to that one. Offensive line. (laughs) But we're we're also going to mix in a little new. We got a new category. A new category and a new award we're going to give out every week, which is called the Fat Guy in a Little Coat Award. I love the Fat Guy in a Little Coat Award. All right, let's start with our lock of the week. So this is going to be worth one point in the fictitious scoring system that we made up. How did we get? How did I get ahead? You got an upset pick last week. Those count as two. Yeah, and then the shootout counts as three. The new one that we came up with. Yeah, that counts as three. Yeah, because you could pick any. You never know. Any game could score the most. Not any game. That's true. We'll count it as two, two. Okay. We'll do it as two. Okay. All right, Zach, what's your lock of the week for week two? My lock of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Denver Broncos. Pretty decent-sized line in this game. I think it's five and a half. I saw it as big as seven, I think. Yeah, it it was getting pretty big. It's going back and forth. The Steelers linemen are dropping like flies, but so is the defensive line for the Broncos, so I think that's kind of a wash. Ben looked pretty good last week. Connor's supposed to be playing this week, but we still got Benny Snell, so it doesn't really matter. And that Steelers defense is just crazy good. Yeah, Connor pissed me off. Got me 2.9 in fantasy last week. I lost by one. Wasn't yeah, I haven't been standard scoring, and he scored zero. Garbage, what, six for nine or something like that? Six for nine. Oh, yeah. All right, my lock for week two, one and oh in the lock category. I got the Titans at home over Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville's red hot. They're one and oh this year, but I think the Titans are the better team. I think Gosikowski figures out how to kick it between the uprights and they're going to win. It's going to be a tighter than a lot of people think. I think the line on this one was getting pretty large as well. But I think the Titans win going away. I think it's going to be another double-digit win for my lock of the week. I, you should have learned your lesson and not bet against the Jags like I did last week. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Next one up we have uh, – let's do upset special next. And then we'll introduce our new one and the rules for that. Zach, what's your upset of the week? You're one to know in this category. My upset special is the Miami Dolphins over the Buffalo Bills. And this is a pretty decent line. I think it's five and a half, but they're playing in Miami in September. And it's gonna be hot. And the Bills are from Buffalo and they can't they can't do it. Bills didn't look super great. I mean, if they can just keep Josh Allen in the pocket, I think they got a good chance. A couple of the receivers are coming back for the Dolphins. I didn't think they played that bad last week against the Patriots. So I think, no, they, they, I think they got a shot. They hung around with the Patriots for a while there. I think that September Miami is it's a pretty big advantage. It's like playing in Denver, but sweatier. Yeah, with more sweat. All right, my upset special. I need to get back on the horse here. I'm 0 for 1 on my upset special. I'm going to go with the old Vikings on the road. They're three-point dogs. I think the Vikings are just better than the Colts. I think Phillip Rivers is going to throw for four touchdowns. Three are going to be to his team, and then one's probably going to be to the Vikings. Uh, I think it's going to be a That's big That's generous doubt. that you say it's only one. Well, they're going to get three picks, but only one's going to go back to the house. Oh, okay. Um, I think sense. it's not just because I have them on my fantasy team, but I think it's just going to be a big Dalvin Cook game. I think they get them going on the ground and out of the backfield. They were putting up points, like, quietly. Scored a lot of fantasy points, so 
I think when they're playing a team that's not as good offensively, they're going to stay in, stay in a lot of games. I thought that Minnesota defense was going to be better. They got boat raced by Green Bay last week. Don't count out Brett Favre. I mean, I uh, Aaron Rodgers, sorry. <laughs> I'm Brett Favre probably put some points up against that defense last week too, though. <laughs> All right, we got our new category. We have the shootout of the week. Troy, why don't you explain this new one that you just came up with like 15 minutes ago? Everyone likes points. If you're not betting the over, you're just not living it right. So we're going to try to guess which game is going to score the most points combined by the two teams. So this is also going to be worth two points. Zach vetoed the three points. So the lock of the week's worth one. The upset special is worth two. And the shootout of the week is worth two as well. Zach, currently after one week, is leading two points to one. Zach, what's your shootout of the week? I have the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons game. The Falcons scored a lot of points last week. I think Dallas moved the ball pretty well. Dallas lost two linebackers, so gave me some extra points there. The Falcons' defense looked like they were missing two of them last week so i think we're gonna get a lot of points both ways both teams are 0 one both teams were supposed to be better i picked both of them to win their divisions so um, i think there's going to be a lot of fight in this game i think the cowboys are going to score a ton of points and i just think i think maddie ice is going to keep chucking the ball and they're just going to keep scoring points so i really like this game i think it's going to be a high one i have them both over 30 points well, yeah, Vegas agrees with you. They were the highest over-under line, I think, at 53.5, which is a big boy number for an over-under. So um, when I was looking at it, I took one that was more middle of the road, and it kind of – I didn't look at the lines. I just picked it. So I picked the one that Vegas agreed with me. Vegas thinks you're going to be right. Um, okay. I, I went with – um, the Vikings Colts because I only want to watch one game this week so that's my upset special am I over under I don't think the Colts or the Vikings are going to play defense this week I just think it's just going to be sling a ding a lot of turnovers here or there and I think it's going to be a final score of 35-32 I think 67 is going to win it this week for the shootout that's a lot of points for Phillip Rivers to score. I just don't see that happening. But Well, a couple defensive touchdowns for them. That's Punk fair. Turn, block, yeah. kick or something. Well, they'll, figure, they'll figure it out, right? I mean, he scored a lot of points last week, I think. They just lost. Maybe I think not. they scored 20, 20? 20 to 28 or something like that. Yeah, 24 to 28 or something like that. The line for their game was 49 for this week, so four and a half points lower than your line. Well, it's not too far then. No. I'm... All right, we're going to go with our energy drink bet of the week. We picked the Rams-Eagles game. I think that was the closest line. Plus, it's One. kind of a, a game that people would actually want to watch. I will have the Los Angeles Rams. Troy will have the Philadelphia Eagles in that one. I believe we're tied in energy drink bets, which is One kind of a one. bummer because I need an energy drink right now. I just had one. It was delightful. Um, fly, Eagle, fly. That's for Tyler. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to figure it out. They're going to take care of the ball a little bit, and I don't think the Rams are going to be able to ram in Philadelphia. I don't even know who's catching the ball in Philadelphia. I don't know if they have 53 people to fill their roster. And the Rams looked pretty good last week against the Cowboys. I think it's going to be uh, another good game for the Rams. 
Well, I mean, if you go by Vegas rules, um, the Eagles are three-point favorites to start at home. And now that they're only one-point favorites, it's really Rams are favored by two. So Rams, although underdog, minus one, they're really a two-point favorite on the road. So it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a good game. These can come down to the fourth quarter, and we'll see who can take care of the ball. All right, Trey, let's introduce Fat Guy and a little code award from this week. Explain the rules and how we came up with this one. Well, what we did is Zach looked in the mirror and he's like, I am a big amphibian. And I was <laughs> like, you are right, you little anaconda. I don't want none. So Zach was like, we need to give some love to the big men. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I love you. And so um, fat guy in a little coat. The rules are um, you got to be at least, we'll say 280. Um, you got to have a really good week. And then we're going to give you an award. So those are the rules. Not a lot of rules. Just follow them. Got to be over 280. So, Zach, you give out your first fat guy in a little code award. All right. Our first winner for me is Cameron Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Danny Dimes driving down the field. He actually looked pretty good. And then the ball got deflected and flew in the air. And who came down with it? A fat guy in a little coat. Cameron Hayward in the end zone. And not only that, he recognized where the end zone line was, kept his feet inside the end zone, and fell backward for the touchback instead of getting on the one. A little uh, Fred Flintstone foot there and some field awareness as well as getting interceptions. So, gotta love it. And now he weighs 295. Or 288, depending which site you look on. So, both or of those. Or how many chicken and waffles he ate before the game. Yeah, if it's a pregame or a postgame weigh-in. Um, I'm going to go with my fat guy in a little coat award. Um, I'm going to give it to a six-foot, 305. Just an oh, really big dude. Grady Jarrett of the Falcons. He had a sack and a half, five total tackles. And I think it's more impressive that that sack and a half was on Russell Wilson, which isn't a really an easy guy to – chase down so i'm going to give my fat guy and a little code award over there to grady jared of the falcons weighing in at 305 pounds i also like to throw in an honorary fat guy and a little coat to my man the joker on the nuggets 284 the big man he's he's pulling up for three he's driving by people he's the best pick and roll guy i've seen since carl malone fantastic and he beat the, the Clippers. I got to love that. Back-to-back, 3-1 comebacks. You got to love it. All right, before we jump And he's like the, the only NBA player I can think of that doesn't look like he's in shape. And he's like one of the top five players in the world. So before we jump into those other sports, let's just finish with our Thursday night football recap. Um, the Browns are bad. The Bengals are worse. I thought Burrow looked okay. Chubb had a big game. Uh, OBJ accidentally got in the end zone. So it's kind of what I expected. Browns were going to win. Bengals aren't quite there. I think they're improving. Like I said, Burrow's looked decent. I think Cleveland figured out like halfway through the game, like let's not let uh, Baker Mayfield throw the ball anymore, and we're just going to run it to our very good running backs over and over and over and over again. And that's the new plan. Little Chubb, little Hunt. All right, we're done. I mean, those are two really good running backs. Really like Burrow, though. He looked good. He's got a strong arm, and he loves. He loves. I love the little uh, pudgy run he's got. He's got like the little uh, 
Who am I thinking of? Is it, it's it's a good little scamper. I love it's like a, a Tebow good, scamper. I love a good scamper. Yeah, he looks like he could knock somebody over while he's doing it. He's like sneaky fast too. I love it. All right, I think that's enough of football for the week. Let's jump into the NBA and Zach. Three one clips all of a sudden wasn't. How did the Nuggets do it? I think the Clippers just choked it away. I mean, Three straight games. The Nuggets were down big in like the last three games of this. They're down like 16 in game five, 19 in game six, double digits again, like late in game seven. And they just kept coming back. And the Clippers, they look scared down the stretch. Like they would run a play and you could tell it was supposed to go to the left. And the guys on the left were like, I don't want it. Go the other way. And then they're like, oh, okay. I'll just, I'll just pass it to this guy over here. And then that guy would just like, I'll, I guess I'll shoot it. And they just take a bad shot. That shot, Paul George bricking it off the side, from the side, bricking off the backboard out forward was just embarrassing. I just, Kawhi just looked tired. He's been having to play every other day. He's actually having to do his job instead of resting. And he just looked tired towards the end. He's like, I can't carry you every game. Somebody's got to do something. Yeah, now let's give a little stats for the people in game seven there for Kawhi and Paul George. Um, in the second half of game seven, uh, Kawhi and Paul George combined for two of 18 from the field, one of 10 for three, and five points combined in the entire second half of game seven. You're not going to win too many of those ball games. It wasn't like Denver was playing defense. They were like all wide open shots. They're like, okay, go ahead and shoot it, guys. Oh, Paul, George, you want to shoot a three in the fourth quarter? Yeah, let's, we'll just keep doing that. That's fine. That's our defense. So that's pretty embarrassing. Um, so we'll see what kind of juice the Nuggets have left. Um, we did have game one tonight in the Lakers. I think they got in their boat and started a race. I don't think it was close, but. They got them right where they want them. They got to get it to 3-1. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Why don't we just start this series 3-1 and see if the Nuggets can do it again. <laughs> Now, on the other side, you got the Heat. They're up 2-0 on the Celtics. What do you think is going to happen over there? I really like this Heat team. They're, like, weird. Like, they're not, like, top-heavy. Like, there's probably two players on the Celtics better than everyone on the Heat, but they're deep. Like, one through nine, they're good. They're not scared. Like, Drogic and Tyler Hero and, like, all these guys are just like, yeah, we're just going to shoot it. We're going to score. We're going to shoot fadeaway threes in the fourth quarter, and we're just going to make them. I don't care. Yeah, that's the thing about the Heat is they felt they were down pretty big in game two, and then you blink, and all of a sudden they were up by one. They can score in bunches. They play just good enough defense with Bam on the backside and Butler, and all those guys play pretty good team defense. I think the Celtics are probably the better team, one through five. But like you said, one through nine, I think that's where the Heat really – show their true colors and that's why we love them so well, the i Celt- have the Celtics started out hot in each of those games too and the the heat have come back they just they the celtics look like the kings where they get off to this hot start and they're moving the ball around and then it comes to the third quarter and they're just playing like iso slow it down half court and it's not their game the heat are just taking it out of them yeah so in the two series i have the lakers and the heat both winning in six 
Um, I don't know if it'll get to six in the Lakers, but I think the Celtics are going to win a couple games here. And then, unfortunately, I think the Lakers are going to win the time. Yeah, they, they looked really good tonight. That's not a good matchup for the Nuggets, so I think they'll move on. Yeah, I'd love to see the Heat play the Lakers in the finals. Be fun. I don't want to see Lakers Celtics. I think we've seen that enough over the years. Yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> How many times we'd have to hear about Magic and Bird during that warm up? Oh my gosh, pass. Yeah. All right, Zach. What do you got in or baseball? Kobe and Paul Pierce and them too. Baseball, your team clinched playoffs for I think eighth year in a row. Yeah, they're very good at winning the division and then losing in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens especially in this new format where there's extra series that they can blow it in. Maybe they'll yeah. be the – they're the overall one seed, and maybe they'll lose their three-game series against the Phillies or whoever they end up against. If the Phillies are celebrating in L.A. Stadium on that mound after winning two games to one, I will not laugh, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely will. I really hope that your team loses to the Giants. Well, I, I guarantee – Actually, I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. I, I guarantee you the Cubs are going to be an early out. I don't think they have the starting pitching to go very deep. But if you and Lester can be – you's been really good this year. He's like 8-1. and one. So if you can win game one with him and then Hendricks and Lester, I don't know. Like you said, it's a weird bubble thing. Like people are getting hot and cold in 60 games. And who knows? I love the three-game series. All at home. It will be interesting for sure. Ready for some playoff baseball. I haven't liked even with the short season, I couldn't even like pay attention to all the games. No, I didn't watch sixty games. And it was like literally that was all on TV for a little bit. Yeah, I blinked and I looked. I'm like, wow, Cubs have nine games left. All right, what? Next weekend the season's over? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What just happened? I kind of liked it, though. Yeah, I like that there's not like five months of baseball. We're just like, oh, God, we get it. But what kind of sucks, though, is you're starting to see certain teams peaking towards the end of the 60 games. And, like, if it was expanded another 102 games, they could possibly have a chance. And I'm sure some of the teams that are going to actually get into the playoffs right now really aren't the best eight from their division overall. They just got out to a good start. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see uh, how the how the late season mojo works in this where you have to win, what, like three rounds to get to the World Series? Yeah, and then I think it'll be neutral field, too, for the World Series in a lot of the playoff games, actually. Yeah, most of them are in Arlington. I think they're using the Astros, too, possibly. We'll see what happens. I have no idea. It'll probably change five times. Everyone will get COVID. I just hope they just play in Orlando. In the bubble. They just play in that stadium with a roof. Mm -hmm. Love it. Ground rule double. Hit the ceiling again. Why does that hoop keep getting in the way? (laughs) Why are we playing on wood? Sometimes arena softball rules, baby. Mm -hmm. Play off the net. His teeth are made from wool. I don't know where I came up with what were we talking about? I think we're talking about we're down with sports, John. I don't 
We still got some Kings basketball to talk about. The Kings have a new president of basketball operations, Monty McNair from the Houston Rockets. He helped make uh, a lot of those draft picks. They had a lot of like mid to late round first picks that hit, which is kind of what the Kings need because they have all terrible, right. terrible lottery luck. So, and we, we need to hit on. We got to hit on something. Eventually, we have to hit a draft pick. Because, like we always say, in a small market, no one's going to come purposely sign here. We right. have to overpay for a second tier player, like we always. Denver do. figured it out. They drafted all of their players. Well, and they like have a good Paul coach. Millsap is the only one. Yeah, well, we had that. that we sh- yeah, we should still have. <sighs> We've lost king, a man. lot of good coaches. And then we finally get a new president of basketball operations. And like, yeah, we're going to keep this guy around. He's going to be like a special advisor. It's like, oh, no, don't, don't do this. Just give one guy full control. We don't need like side guys. We'll see. I mean. Do we need new owners again? Can we get the Maloofs back? That's, that's kind of where I'm at. That's how bad it is. And Rick Adelman, just yeah, both of them back. roll into town. And yeah. Prime Weber and Bibby and Christy and Peja. Has Christy done enough Pizza Guy commercials to pay for the Kings? I hope so. Yeah. yeah I bring, think... back, bring back Grant Napier, too, but just don't let him talk or say stupid things. Put him in the Slamson outfit. No, that's how you get the crowd into it. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the guy on the mic at the stadium like introducing the team when they come in but that's mm-hmm. all they let him do not even that he's a sideline reporter he just has to throw t-shirts up into the stands <laughs> he's the guy that loads the cannon but he doesn't get to shoot it he drops the thunder sticks <laughs> He dumps the trash can from the rafters. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting the jobs that's, for him. Okay, that's perfect. He slams his wrangler. He's the one that like holds his hand and makes sure he's walking the right way. Catches him on he's on his uh, rollerblades. <laughs> All right, Troy. We got any other sports talk? Oh, we talk about the U.S. Open a little bit. Um, oh. We're two. We're two rounds into it. I mean, after How the first round. So the season's over, but we're playing two majors after the season ends that don't count for next year. They're just like standalone things. I mean, majors are majors. Who cares how you get them? Yeah, I mean, it still counts as a U.S. Open and a Masters. The Masters is in November. Yeah. I don't know what the weather in Georgia in November is, so we'll have to figure out what that is. We don't have to worry about it. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to this weekend on the golf course. The wind's supposed to pick up. It's already hard. Like round one, it's like, wow, someone shot five under. It's like, oh, that guy's two under now after round two. A lot of people coming back to the pack. Yeah, I think there was 21 people under par through the first round. Now I think there's like five or six maybe. Tiger goes plus eight today. Oh, man, such good golf. This is like, it's such a weird, crazy course. Like some of these greens, it looks like they're playing mini golf. They're like putting it sideways and they're going like these weird like canals and hills. And 
Like, what is the guy doing? The holes over there? Oh, I guess that's what he's doing. Could you imagine how hard it would be to play that for like you? We watched one today. It had one of those false fronts. Mm-hmm. Patty Reed hits the front of the green with a little bit of backspin, and it starts rolling, and he ends up forty yards short of the green. And he hit the middle of the green. It's ridiculous. I would shoot a million on this course. And I would shoot like one point five. You'd give up. You wouldn't even find your ball in the rough. I don't hit it in the rough. I just chunk it down the middle of the fairway, baby. Or do you that three wood like thirty five? Yeah. I put it on a tee. Trying to get a little air under it. <laughs> all right, Troy, is that all we got this week? I think so. We only have two subjects this week. Uh, I think we'll put out another episode next week, but then we will be going on vacation. We will be off the following week. Maybe we'll figure out how to do a show, but we might be off the following week. We've got, uh, what else we got coming up? We've got, uh, we've got the Crystal Rodriguez tournament on October 10th. If you live in the Sacramento area and would like to sign up for that, you can't do it because we're full. Is that right? Is that what you're doing? Uh, yeah, we're pretty close to full. We're at 35.75 groups right now. We're waiting on one extra person to sign up. So, yeah, we're basically full. Pretty exciting. That's awesome. Year nine, 144 golfers. We're going to social distance the best we can and have a fun tournament. Nice. Uh, also, sidebar Spivey special podcast is going to have a table out at the golf tournament this year, and we will be serving Spivey specials to the golfers. Well, we won't be, but our two biggest fans will. And we will be, we'll be playing beer pong as well. So make sure you get your practice in before you get out there. Hit those shots, get a chance to win a prize. Yeah. Don't practice golf. Just Practice your beer pong. The beer pong is way more important. (laughs) Yep. So look for us out at the tournament. Um, We've got Lucas's cranioversary this weekend. It's been one year since his surgery, which we talked about at the time, like one of our earlier episodes. So if you're looking for a charity to donate to cranio care bears, fantastic organization. Make sure you get them. They do a lot of good work in supporting uh, parents and children that are going through um, surgery for cranial stenosis. So check them out. Troy, what else you got? Zach, you're fat. Yeah, I am fat. Uh, Make sure to look for us on social media at Spivey Special on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out our website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com. And check us out on uh, Amazon Music. The podcast is now on there, so you can yell at your Alexa to play the show. Anything else, Troy? You're still fat. (laughs) Troy, you're still fat. Later. (laughs) Later.